This is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier on the Big Talker KQAM. It is another Saturday morning. Hey, what's up? Welcome into Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker, 1480 KQAM. Good Saturday morning to you. Back at it for another one here after our 4th of July celebration from last weekend. Boy, oh boy, what a weekend it was. It was hot. Can we get back to like the 30-degree weather, please? I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't do well in 90-plus degree weather. We were outside all weekend long. As much as I enjoy not glowing in the dark and actually getting a tan, I am uh, burning... Uh, quite drastically. Welcome into the show. Great to have you along for the ride today. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. If you want to join into the program, we would love to hear from you today. We have a lot to talk about as usual, lots to get to. We are, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, we are less than a month away from primary election season here in Kansas. It is election season full on. We are cramming candidates on left and right, trying to talk to as many people as we can, trying to get you the information out there to uh, get ready to go into the polls on August 2nd. And we're going to try and provide as much of that information as we can and keep you up to date on the campaign trails as well with what's going on. So that's going to be the focus over the next month or so. And then we get to shift gears into prior, into general election time, which is going to be even more fun. So there's a lot to get to, and I want to get your thoughts on it. All presented by Phil's Coins, 9344 West Central Avenue. Buying, selling, and trading with honesty and integrity. Make sure to visit them online at philscoins.com. Also, they're opening up in about 20 minutes from now until 2.30 this afternoon. And like we do every couple of weeks here on the program, the man himself, Mr. Phil Martinez, in studio here now you are on video right now with the with the live video stream so i have to preface the uh the the awesome look that you had because you do underground boxing and uh like underground (laughs) uh um, fights that go on yeah like a fight uh, club kind of thing right yeah like i told somebody somebody goes what happened to you and i said i told my wife no (laughs) no i tripped and fell it's all it's all it's all on me i can't blame it we went to the hospital emergency room and the guy goes what happened and i look at my wife my wife's going don't you joke about this because they'll be having they'll have me arrested. So yeah, no, I, I tripped and fell and I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, I'm glad you're I'm on right. blood thinner, so that, that makes it worse. So, oh yeah. man, well, I'm doing well. Good. Okay, I can well, see okay. That's the main thing. That you can see all right. Yeah, yeah. You can see all right. Well, I'm glad yeah. you're doing well. I'm glad you're doing yeah. okay. But I think we should just stick with the Fight Club Underground Fight Club, <laughs> you know, story. We'll go with that one. We'll I must have. Lied. They told me the other day some guy had a smart remark. He goes. Uh, what advice do you give a guy that's got two black eyes? And I said, what? And he said, nothing, because somebody already did. Ah, see? <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. There it is. We just need to uh, listen once in a while. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. So how are you doing? Outside of that, I mean, uh, it's been a crazy time. We talk every few weeks regarding the gold and silver market. Yep. Uh, you guys have been always extremely busy. Are things slowing down a little bit, or is it still bit. your hiatus? We, we seem to have slowed down a little bit on the silver sales. Gold is still selling lots of gold really kind of shifting gears a little bit well we're still selling quite a bit of silver but not like we were i mean the other day we were down i had like forty-one thousand ounces of silver on order Mm. i was almost completely out of silver i was down to like 1800 ounces and most of it was in 10 ounce bars i had 300 ounces and one ounce rounds sure and I looked at my inventory, and I had 41,000 ounces of silver, which means I can sell 41,000 ounces of silver faster when I can get it back in. Sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's really crazy. But they are starting, we're starting to get caught up a little bit, and, we're, and our inventories are coming up. Uh, we order gold literally almost every day. 
Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Is there a shift in coming in with people just wanting to buy, or are some starting to come in to want to resell some of their gold or silver as well? The markets are down. I mean, gold's in the 1700s and silver's down in the 19s. So it's buying time. Oh, it's, 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 <laughs> it's still. Somebody goes, I just bought silver the other day and it was quite a bit more money. And I said, that's just God's way of telling you it's time to buy. Yeah. I am surprised that it's sitting right now, according to CNBC, the way the market's closed yesterday, it's sitting just over $19. 1923 mm-hmm. was the price. I mean, that's, uh, I remember when I first started buying silver from you, what, three, four, five years ago, whatever it was, it was at eighteen dollars. So oh, yeah. it's still right there. Well, That's it interesting. Up, it went up to about it went up to twenty eight. Yeah. And then it jumped one day to thirty one. And, and I'm, and right I'm standing there going, Oh my God, here we go. The, <laughs> it, the, it's gonna take off and break and run. I, I panicked. I went out and bought a quarter of a million dollars worth of silver. Mm. So you know, and then it turned around and dropped back to twenty eight, and I'm going, Well, I mean, I bought maple leaves the other day, about five hundred maple leaves, took a month to get them. Yeah. So they get here. And some guy goes, can you do any better on price? And I said, no. No. And he goes, we're not going to negotiate. And I said, no. I said, you don't understand. I'm selling. I'm, I'm losing like a dollar seventy-five every time I sell one because by the time I bought them a month ago, and silver dropped, and it's it's dropped since then. Yeah. But but I just got just got rid of all of them the other day. It finally got rid of the last time, and I ordered another five hundred. So hopefully silver will hold where it is or go up. Maybe I'll make it back. I don't know, but it's 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 a brutal market right now. Yeah, it is. It's such an interesting market because it it's, it does go up and down quite a bit. But the inflation you would think would have more of an impact on this. Then we hear obviously the push for, and we've talked about this many times before. We talk about the alternative energies with the solar panels and the windmills and everything, and then the smart vehicles that are trying to be pushed with the just the politics in general. All of that uses silver. And yes. with it getting harder to mine the silver, with how much people are panicking and trying to go out and buy silver, yeah. then how much is being used for the industrial, for your cell phones and for your cars and for your solar panels and for everything else? Like, why is silver still at $19 an ounce right now? Because, because, because you would think it would be because $30, Because it's 40. been manipulated so heavy. In other words, years ago when they came out with these silver-traded funds, the government stipulated that they had to have so much silver to back these funds yeah okay well that was cool but the government didn't the government wasn't smart enough thank you government the government wasn't <laughs> smart enough to say okay you have to have 40 percent in other words if you sell a million ounces you've got to have four hundred thousand ounces you know and then when you sell that million ounces you got to have another four hundred thousand sure and they didn't do that so they sold a million and then they sold a million and then they sold a million and then they, they tell me that this stuff is manipulated that basically for every ounce of silver that's out there they have sold they have probably sold that ounce of silver anywhere from 100 to 150 times mm-hmm. so in other words if there's a real crunch and you want your silver out of these companies you're probably just going to get it you'd be lucky to get a check but if, but not for, it'd be like anybody else the first guy the first big guy that wants his silver will get his silver and the rest of you guys will get will get checks that are worth nothing sure so that's you know that's what's happened I used to tell everybody that 90% of all the silver being mined is used for industry. And one of my employees was reading something the other day, and all of a sudden I heard him talking about I heard him talking about it. And he says right now all 94% of all the silver being mined right now is being used for industry. So sure. straight industry. So I think there's very little silver for investments. And that's why right now uh, anything I'm ordering is basically – I'm supposed to be kind of guaranteed a 30-day return, get have it back in-house in 30 days. Sure. 
and the guy tells me I'm lucky because I am his largest client. And if I wasn't his largest client, then everybody else is 60 days. And a wow. lot of the big companies, uh, JM Bullion and some of those places, they were six weeks out, they were six weeks out months ago. And uh, some guy came in the other day and bought like 150 ounces. And he goes, this is way better than such and such company. I won't mention their name. Hmm. And I said, why is that? I said, they should be competitive with us. And he said, they are competitive with you. But he said, I called down there, and for me to get 150 ounces is 30 to 45 days out. And I walked in, gave you the money, and walked out with it. (laughs) I don't have to worry about whether I get it or not. So it's way better. You're on the high end nationally. You're on the high end of just the priority list because people know that, hey, Phil's Coins pushes out the the product there pretty quick. Yes. Yeah. That's insane. Now, gold and silver we talk about quite a bit. The other ones that are on the market, the copper, the platinum, that sort of stuff, is that going to be more of a conversation later on down the road when – gold is so far out there that we can't afford it when silver jumps up there or the availability of it is limited is copper and platinum going to be one of those conversations where we're going to have later that where people are going to start investing heavily in i've got people uh starting to invest fairly heavily in platinum now really i mean i've got people uh about about a year ago i had a couple gentlemen that was bringing they bring in gold and sell me their gold and then and then we would and, and then we would pay them in platinum and then I've got several guys, I've got a couple guys coming in going, well, platinum is the only thing that's still practical to buy. I think platinum is more of a long-term investment, even longer than silver. But at the same time, they use platinum and palladium for um, catalytic converters. Mm-hmm. This is why they steal the catalytic converters is because of platinum and get palladium the platinum out of it. And so uh, they sign contracts and car manufacturers, you know, if, you, if platinum is at 1,000 and palladium is at 300, at some point, after about a three-year contract, they go to palladium because it's cheaper. Sure. Okay, which you have to use a little more of it, but but it's cheaper. Well, then next thing you know, platinum goes down to six hundred dollars, and palladium's at at a thousand or twelve hundred dollars, and they're they're putting all this money in these car, catalytic converters, and all of a sudden they go, well, contract time comes up, so they go back to buying platinum and not palladium, <laughs> and they kind of go an up up and down deal. And but I but I I haven't seen this happen, so I don't know whether they sign some huge. Normally, they're about a two- to three-year contract, and God, the last contract had to be eight or ten years. Now, palladium has finally come da- starting to come down. Not palladium. Yeah, palladium is starting to come down. It was it was well over $3,000. Really? An ounce. Yeah, it was, it was in 21 right time, now. And it was a time you could have bought you could have bought it for $60 an ounce. Wow. Boy, I missed the boat on that one. Yes. Should have put some money in there. Yeah, it's sitting at yeah. 21 right now, 21.68. Yeah, well, at one time, my boy and I was buying palladium, and and then all of a sudden, palladium dropped, and we were buying palladium in the three hundred dollars. And the next thing we know, palladium's at at twelve, fourteen hundred dollars. The only thing we did right was we sold when we sold it, we did buy gold, sure. and the gold went up. So it it, it kind of all worked out. Yeah. What about? I mean, I guess I could invest in copper. That one's three and a half dollars right now, three fifty. I mean, I could uh, jump on that one. Yeah, but if you're gonna buy one ounce, if you're gonna buy one ounce of. Uh, I think we sell one ounce copper rounds in the shop if we have them. Sure. For about a buck a piece. Okay. I mean, you know, and I, and I do have, and I do have people, and I do have people that buy copper because they're thinking at some point that uh, if the economy goes to total crap, then the silver may be enough that silver might uh, an ounce of silver might buy you a car, and they're looking for something to buy a gallon of milk with. Sure. I mean, there, you know, there's actually rumors that you know, that one time the government was going to do away with a nickel because there's eight cents worth of nickel in a nickel. Right. And so that nickel might be the nickel in that thing might be worth a quarter. And that's what you're going to do your small purchases with. Interesting. And so, you know, one time I used to have 
cans and cans and cans and cans and nickels sitting around. And finally, <laughs> I hauled them to the bank. Here, can't do it any longer. Year ago, yeah, that's right. That's interesting. It's everybody's be got their own ideas. Exactly. Everybody's got their own ideas, and it is going to be interesting to see what those other ones do because those aren't as talked about, I think, as much as some of the the gold and silver, obviously. Let's take a break here. We're talking with Phil Martinez, Phil's Coins. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation. Uh, Also, I want to pick your brain on, I know how you feel about cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin and that sort of thing. They've been uh, moving in the downward direction, tanking lately. So is that going to be the long-term trend there and the difference between that type of investing plus the gold and silver? Also, coming up on the program today, Automobilia. The car show, massive car show, near 1,200 cars going to be out in downtown tonight. It's going to be a great time. That's going to start at 4 o'clock. We'll talk with Josh about that here in just a little bit. Also, our number two, Jean Gauden. She is the Director of Government Relations for Kansans for Life. We'll talk about the uh, Vote Yes bill. We'll talk about the uh, legislative session, what happened with Kansans for Life this year, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, I want to get your phone calls as well. Big show today lined up for Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker. Stay right here. Four minutes past the hour. Welcome back into Candace Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker KQAM. By the way, I do want to say, everybody that listens to the program every Saturday, thank you. We get our ratings. We get our numbers. We got to get an idea of where you're checking us out, what you're doing, and we appreciate you listening to the show as we kill it on this program along with our weekday program at 4 o'clock with our national broadcast of The Voice of Reason. So thank you guys. We love you to death and appreciate you listening to us each and every week here on the program. Got a couple minutes left here with Phil Martinez. Phil's Coins, 9344 West Central Avenue. Buying, selling, and trading with honesty and integrity. They're opening up here in just about five minutes until 2.30 this afternoon. Also visit them online at philscoins.com. Real quickly, let's talk about the rest of the economy. I, uh, I, I'm intrigued by the Bitcoin, the digital currencies. I have, I don't know, $150 invested in like Dogecoin, like $100 in Shiva coin, yeah. which Shiva is like a hundredth degree past a penny. So it's like barely anything. So if it hits a penny, I'm making like 200 grand, which is awesome. So yeah. bring it on, baby. Yeah. Uh, but They've all kind of taken a dive lately. Bitcoin took a big dive. A couple of them kind of went away. So uh, I know that I don't know if it's necessarily a long-term good thing, although at the same time society is wanting to go more digital. Is that worth an investment? Or like you said, I mean, the precious metals, we know it's always going to have a value depending on whatever that value is. Um, But your preference in the diversity of investment, is that something to look into? I've got people that look into it and, and I have some that think about it and I have some that actually do it, but, you know, invest in one of these digital coins or something. Uh, my problem with any of it is, mm-hmm. and I don't know how it is except for the, the Bitcoin. I know the Bitcoin that when you can take a computer and you can mine something out of thin air <laughs> and call it money and it's worth something. I'm sorry, but it scares the ever-loving dickens out of me. I just can't. I don't know how you mind it. There was a kid that I met just recently. He's, he's literally like 17, 18 years old. Uh, and he, that's what he does for a living is he mines 
Bitcoin or yeah. he mines digital currency and he talked about the number of computers that he has yes. and all these graphic cards and everything, which is cool. I mean, I obviously use a lot of computers for the radio program and for media, but I don't understand what he means when he says that I mine cryptocurrency because I, I, I don't know what that means or what that is. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They take these things and all of a sudden they, they run it through this computer and and basically out of thin air, poof, you've got a Bitcoin. <laughs> and, and and that may be part of the problem is that you've got, uh, I saw some Bitcoin set up the other day where it looked like they had a whole warehouse full of nothing but computers. And this guy was going around adjusting all this stuff and, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars invested in these computers and they're mining Bitcoins. Well, if you keep mining, it's like anything else. If you you got a ton of gold. It's worth a fortune. You got a hundred tons of gold. Then what's it worth? So I think to a certain degree, these guys that are mining it are making money. But at the same time, if they keep mining it and all of a sudden there's no nobody to buy it, then all of a sudden it's got to come down in value. So I I, I, ha, I have a real problem with having money invested in something that I cannot hold. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you, I can hold a piece of gold, I can hold a piece of silver, I can hold copper. I can I can hold pennies, nickels, and dimes, but how do you hold that Bitcoin? How do you hold the Bitcoin? I mean, well, I mean that goes it's, into it's in, it's in note. You know, they put it and you tell you put it in your your notebook or whatever in your phone and all this stuff, and you know, and, and it's crazy. But God, if something would happen to the computer systems of this world, uh, an EMP or something like that, where does God, that all your hundred go? million dollars worth of Bitcoin just went to. Yeah, that and is true. I, well, and, and, and I have problems with that. Yeah, well, it even goes into what you talked about earlier with, you know, buying gold and silver, but just having it on paper, not actually having it, you know, in stock as well, you know, with the tangible actual gold and silver, because if you buy it on the paper and things go bad, they're not going to hand it out to you. They're going to hold on to it because they probably oversell it. They don't. It's like the bank, you know, you can yep. have a million dollars in the bank, but they don't have a million dollars at that branch of the Absolutely. bank. So if you go to take it out, they're not going to have that available for you. Yes. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. So the tangible I'm, I'm with you. I'm old school that way. But yep. the tangible is always the best. I want it in my possession to yep. know. I mean, right <laughs> right now, I've got people that I they're scared to death of the government. Yeah. They're sick and tired of the banks. I mean, I've got people coming in there pulling money out of the banks right and left. And they don't want their money in the bank because they don't trust the bank and they don't because it's all tied to the government. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of people going, well, you know, like one guy come in there and he goes, after they did this in uh, Canada, when they shut down everybody's accounts that were helping the truckers. Yep. And he goes, well, how can the government do that? And, and I said, the government can do that to you right now. And he goes, not our government. Mm. And I said, oh, yes, they can. I says, you have a conflict with the IRS and see if they don't take all your money out of your bank account. And even the banker don't know where your money went. Exactly. And, he, and they go. And so I, you know, I've got I've got lots of people pulling money out of the banks. They're, they're terrified of this economy. Yep. They Absolutely. Phil's Coins, 9344 West Central Avenue. Phil, we're out of time, my friend, as always. I know you guys are about ready to open up again here, but uh, enjoy. We appreciate it. We'll do it again here in a couple weeks again. Thank you for your time, and God bless all of you. Always a pleasure. Phil Martinez, Phil's Coins, philscoins.com. Go and check them out, 9344 West Central Avenue. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll take some phone calls. Also have the Automobilia Car Show coming up this afternoon. We'll talk about that and more here on Kansas Talk on KQAM. Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier.
Welcome back into Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker, KQAM 1480. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Lots to get to. Thanks again to Phil Martinez. Phil's Coins coming on the program, as always, to chat with him. Always a great time. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. At top of next hour, we have Jean Gauden. She is the Director of Government Relations for Kansans for Life. Yeah, we'll talk about the value them both bill a little bit. We'll also talk about the legislative session this year. We'll talk about the Roe v. Wade decision from SCOTUS and what that means for the states and what we're doing at the statewide level. So lots to talk about there. Also, obviously, it's getting into election season, so candidates will be uh, joining us here throughout the next couple of weeks. We are less than a month away from election season. Can you believe it? Good golly. Flies right on by. All of it presented by Phil's Coins, 9344 West Central Avenue, buying, selling, and trading with honesty and integrity. Before we get to our next uh, uh, guest, let's take some phone calls here, shall we? Line number one. Good morning. Who's this? Scott. Scott, what's happening, sir? How are we doing? Well, I want to make sure that the people know that they need to talk to their representatives uh, in the county and probably even state level to let them know that the city of Wichita has got a million dollars of tax money that's supposed to help uh, get a grocery store or something in the northeast side of town. And I think they need to contact their officials to make sure that there's accountability and correct management of that money because they'll end up spending that money don't know where it went, but yet it'll be all gone and mm. there will be no grocery store. So it's very important that they get accountability for that money. Yeah, it's sad that we're still having to deal with this problem, isn't it, Scott? I mean, we've got we've talked about this for a couple of years now, really, with the grocery stores that have closed down, opened up, closed down, opened up, and then it was the big debate on whether we should allow individuals to sell vegetables out of their gardens to allow people to do that. To allow people to do that, it blows my mind that we're still having this conversation. Why is it so hard to get food in certain parts of a city, or why is it so hard just to allow people to grow their gardens and do what they will with the food that comes from their gardens? I don't understand well, what the thing, challenge is here. Well, one thing for sure, everybody pays tax in the city and state, you know, yeah, uh, and the county. All of, all the people pay count, uh, taxes of, of county, state, city, uh, state, you know, all that, the federal so you should be able to get the same type of services in each community because all of them are paying taxes and whatnot. And and whoever's running the communities where they do have uh, grocery stores and gas stations and laundromats, they need to get some of those people and have them work in other areas of the city. You know, because if they can do it in one area, they can do it in another. Don't get people who aren't uh, very competent. I mean, we got a lot of incompetent people. I mean, mayor on up. But, I mean, they need to be replaced and get somebody in there who is capable of doing these things. If they can't do it, get someone who can. Well, I'm with you. There's some big elections coming up for uh, city council and then the mayor's race, of course, that's going on next year as well. So get ready for that because that's going to be a big election. But you're right. I mean, there's a lot of attention that needs to be focused on uh, with the city and what's going on with the money. I mean, come on. We just got close to, what, $70, $80 million from the government for the COVID-19 relief uh, to the city of Wichita. So let's use that money appropriately. And look, I just want, you're absolutely right, Scott. I completely agree with you. 
there are individuals that pay taxes. Let's make sure that the taxes are actually taking care of the services that they pay the taxes for. What a concept to make sure that that's efficient. Now, when it comes to grocery stores, grocery stores are supposed to be just a private business entity. But let's get rid of some of the zoning and regulations from the government or whatever is causing the issues there to allow them to have a better opportunity to do that in the private sector. Let the private sector, the free market, reign true and get rid of some of these government bureaucrats and some of the bureaucratic laws that are hindering them for them to be able to do their job. Scott, I always appreciate it, my friend. Always good to talk to you. 316-721-8255. All right. I, uh, we have an interview that I want to play, but here's the thing. I have to preface this a little bit because I'm not very happy. I'm a little grumpy this morning when I <laughs> when I saw this. But we sat down with Josh from Automobilia, the Automobilia Car Show that's coming up at 4 p.m. this afternoon here in Wichita. KansasCarshows.com is you can go to the website and check it out. Here's the thing. We sat down yesterday and we talked with Josh about the Automobilia Car Show. And then the audio got resaved over with something else, and I lost my interview with him. And I'm not very happy about that. But nonetheless, I still want to talk about the car show. I still want to talk about the event because it's an awesome event that's coming up. And I'm really bummed because that was a really great interview that we had with Josh with Automobilia with the car show. So what we did is we're going to play an interview from our sports station over on Sports Radio KGSO, 1410 AM, where they sat down with Josh to talk about the Automobilia Car Show, and as he talked about it there, so we can still get the information out, we can still get the details out. It's not my voice doing the interview, unfortunately. Not that you want to hear my voice, but I thought we had a great chat talking about some of our favorite classic cars and all the cars that he has because he's got some really awesome classic cars. But if you're interested in the Automobilia Car Show, it's coming up at 4 p.m. today. If you have a car that you want to put into it, it is free registration. You do not have to register. You can show up as long as you show up by about 2 o'clock, 2 to 3 o'clock this afternoon. There are still slots available for you to take your car. It is a free event for you to go to this afternoon as well. It's going from 4 p.m. to midnight. They have fireworks going on at 10 o'clock. They have up to four bands playing on stages across the entire way of them actually putting on this Automobilia car show and up to, to 1,000 to 1,200 cars that will be showing up to this event all totally free. It's going to a great cause with a charity event, 501c3. It's going to be supporting a lot of our local charities and uh, in organizations as well. It's a great event. So this is Josh talking with the guys over on the game plan with Doug and Mason on KGSO, 1410 AM with the sports talk yesterday morning as he was talking about the upcoming event. Oh, it's going to be an exciting weekend. I'm already starting to lose my voice, and it's already 730 in the morning. I've already had about... Five or six phone calls, but how many people have you yelled at already? Like, hey, move this over here. You know, I haven't got to yell at anybody yet because I have amazing volunteers. So, throughout the whole year, we have a, a board and volunteers that's really been stepping up and helping out and stuff this year, and so it's been a pretty awesome. So, usually we're pretty fluid. We usually go with the flow and say, hey, what what we can do to help you out if someone has a complaint or something like that. It's just. Every year you got to fix things. So. And and most difficult person to work with probably the guys in charge in charge of paying for the fireworks. Um, no, these guys <laughs> are amazing. <laughs> That's the one thing about Clay and his team. They have they're really big in the community. They love helping out. And this year they've doubled what they did last year as in fireworks. And so it's going to be bigger and 
brighter and badder than ever. So, yeah, they're going to light up the sky like crazy. People, you're going to have some people that are doing having like deja vu thing. It's 4th of July again <laughs> Saturday night. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. It's We've been looking forward to it. Uh, we've been really excited, you know, all month uh, since we kind of signed on a couple months ago, whenever yeah. it was. Uh, we've just been really excited. So we, uh, it's finally here. Uh, tomorrow night and so we're we're gonna be down there checking it out we're gonna go live on social media to show everybody that can't make it but if he can make it down there it's gonna be way better in person i'm sure where are you shooting the fireworks off at uh the douglas street train bridge okay not the regular bridge yeah. but the one with the big locomotive yeah. right behind it it's gonna i mean it's kind of crazy it's almost like last year it looked like we were bouncing off the buildings or something <laughs> it was, there was so much and this year it's gonna be bigger and better than ever so well, last year, I mean, you guys had a great turnout, even with the weather being a little iffier. It looks like it's going to be clear tomorrow. So uh, what's, what's the expectation, and what should everybody uh, be looking forward to when they come down? Yeah, definitely. If you see me out and about down there, I have this big straw hat on and stuff. <laughs> Trying to, my wife says I'm getting too much sun. But uh, today's our move-in day. This is when we bring in all the heavy equipment, the stages, all the generators, all that stuff. But then tomorrow – is when we start blocking off the streets at 8 o'clock. Now, we get some crazy guys that come in and want to bring their cars in at 7, 8 o'clock so they can get in early. You don't have to do that. Um, basically, the cars come in at 4 o'clock, and then from 4 till um, about midnight, we party all night long. So, um, it is, But it starts out, probably most of the people get there about 6 o'clock, and then, um, and then probably I think the bands start about six, seven o'clock. And then uh, we got four different food courts, four different stages. And then, um, and then we have trophies at 10 o'clock. If you have a car, come down, it's free. Um, Quit Trip paid for everybody's car. And then at 1030 is when it all gets lit. <laughs> Literally lit. <laughs> From Best Body Shop sponsor our fireworks. So at 1030 is when the fireworks will be launched. So, yep. Should be a good time. It always is. It's it's the biggest car show that we have. I yeah. mean, there's you know there's car shows every weekend, but mm-hmm. this is the biggest one where you can just go downtown and many different areas in downtown and, and see all the cool cars. And you know, I think Wichita, especially, and I know you probably get guys from from everywhere, but oh yeah, it seems like like Wichita is a huge car community. It is. I mean, they're, they're, mm-hmm. every weekend driving around, you see some kind of a, a classic car, antique car, or whatever it is that's going to and from a show. I think that Kansas or South Central Kansas probably has more cars than Southern California. The reason why I say that is because we're a big aircraft community. We have mechanics. Yeah. We have, And we have a lot of uh, mechanics that have a lot of exposable income, you know, because they pay very well in, in the aircraft plants. And so that would, whatever best best to use than to build a classic car or to spend it on anything else so but yeah there's cars that um i've never seen before every year and then now we have cars coming from all over the nation i had a guy come call me from seattle and another one from florida and said we're coming so it's pretty awesome Mm. well and and the beauty of it too is it's not just cars that are going to be down there you guys have Live music, you got yes. great food, tons of yep. other things going on. Uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about some of that. Yeah, so we got uh, Brody Caster. He's uh, from Douglas, Kansas, and uh, he's making it big in Texas. He's coming back, and actually, the Hank's going to be out there, your mm-hmm. sister station. So that's going to be exciting. Um, they're a sponsor on that main stage over there, and then we also have um, Cartoons Band, uh, Joe Dirt Band. They're kind of like an '80s band. Um, we have RKO. Um, they're kind of like a blues band. So we got a genre of pretty much everything that's out there. 
Um, but uh, and then from there, um, it's just there's we have a lot of vendors that are going to be out there and a lot of sponsors. So we couldn't do it without our, all of our vendors and sponsors, and of course you guys, uh, KGSO and, and Hank. And don't forget Michael and Mason doing their karaoke out there. Oh, 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 oh so hey, wait a got, minute, we now. got something going on. Well, <laughs> you guys, I'm gonna pull you on stage. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about that. I wasn't aware of this. <laughs> you want people to stay, right? <laughs> yeah. What what so, what song are we doing tomorrow? I don't know. Well, you could probably be uh, loved or hated. Just wear a Dallas and <laughs> yeah. shirt yeah, can, or something like that. We can play the heel up there for everybody. Yes, no yeah. kidding. <laughs> well, it, it, it's going to be uh, an exciting time and uh, kind of looking forward to, to everything that goes on downtown. And I know then on the Best Body Shop side of it, this is the kind of thing that you love to be a part of because mm-hmm. you guys are so big and, and helping the community and the outreach side of it. Um what what are some of the things about being out in the community that that make it so important to you guys? I think just showing Wichita that like we're not taking all of the benefit of having a business here and you know making the money and taking it somewhere else. It doesn't go anywhere else. It goes right back into the community. Whether that's through the employees that work there, um, you know we all live, work, and eat here. We got to make a living, and and then also we don't have some big shareholder somewhere in Chicago or california that's telling us what to do i mean it's the decision makers are you know clay and barbara and they own the shop they live here also they're they're local so i think it's very important for a lot of us when these bigger companies come in that you know don't really have an interest in the community and some have said as much uh behind closed doors i think it's important that you know we stay strong and help everybody else that's trying to do the same thing right here in wichita very good one thing that i i can add on to michael is Clay's passion just to not only just to educate the consumer and uh, in our community on what's the right repair and what's what we sh- what they should be doing right, um, but then also giving back is just important because our show not only do I don't make a single penny off the show I've never had since we formed the 501c3 and we give it all to local cha- to local charities um, with kids everything so. It, Convoy of Hope, all that stuff. So it's pretty awesome. There it is, Automobilia Car Show, coming up at 4 p.m. today. They're already starting to block off the roads, already starting to get cars out there. If you want to go check it out, totally free. Don't have to buy a ticket, don't have to enjoy it. You can go and get food. You can look at cars. You can check out the concerts. You can see the fireworks tonight. It's going to be a heck of a time, all starting at 4 p.m. with the cars lining up and getting out there already. Also, if you have that vehicle that you want to take out there, you can do so as well. Free of charge. You just need to get out there by about 2 o'clock at least and see if you can't get a slot left over. Nearly 1,200 cars that are going to be out there rocking it out there for the Automobilia Car Show. For more information on that as well, you can go to KansasCarshows.com. That's plural, KansasCarshows.com, the Automobilia Car Show, and we appreciate that. We'll take a break. When we come back right around the corner, we have our update from the AARP. Get ready for hour number two as well with Kansans for Life talking about the legislative session, the bills, election time, and a heck of a lot more. It's Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker, KQAM. talking again with the AARP, whether it's the Fraud Watch Network, Retirement Calculator, getting involved in the community. Make sure to check them out at aarp.org slash ks for the state of Kansas. Also find them and follow them on their social media as well. Back on the line with us today is Glenda. Glenda, how are you? 
I am doing well, Andy, and you. Oh, always doing great. Always good to talk with you. It is summertime, which means a lot of people are traveling, maybe vacation time for the family or just wanting to get out and get about and enjoy the uh, nice summer weather. But when it comes to traveling, we also have to be wary, as you guys focus on so much with your uh, Fraud Watch Network, is travel scams. Talk about what the latest is. Yes. Well, one of the latest and what we really need to be aware of now is the travel scams, because, you know, just as we're traveling, we're all looking for those great deals online and you can find them. But also we have to be aware that the scammers are out there also and they're looking to put dollars into their pockets. And so how this works is that, you know, you're on the online and you're looking for a great deal. You stumble onto a travel booking site and it really offers some exclusive vacation deals. You know, the ones that are below market and ones we've been looking for. But then you have to, then you'll find a posting that um, the cost is lower than we would have expected. We're able to get a car rental for, uh, but when we know cars are hard to find right now. And also, um, you're using, if you're using a popular vacation rental app, and the host may ask you or would ask you to pay up front. And through a means that's off platform, and we are, we're, accustomed to that, you know, here sometimes, but this would be off the platform. Mm. So that's kind of how it really works overall. Yeah, that is interesting. Now, how do they usually retire? Is it by phone calls, emails, text messages, all of the above? I mean, how do they find these people? You know, it could be all of the above, but typically you're all, you're online and you're looking for, uh, you know, the, the best rates because, you know, normally you will hear, uh, even you'll hear that the best uh, best deals are available online. So, yeah. yes. That is true. Online. So mm-hmm. if you are looking to travel and find either that airplane, uh, that flight, or that hotel, or that rental car or something, uh, and we talk about this all the time already with other issues as well, so I'm assuming it falls into the same category as go to the sites that you trust and that you already know because that way you know you're not going to get scammed. You're absolutely right because scammers create bogus um, travel sites that often appear high up in the rankings uh, because um, they they actually pay to, to get these promotions, and but they don't even use the same language, colors, and logos. Um, they might even use them, rather, the, the original or the legitimate site. So, therefore, you have to pay very close attention. And so they create, they also um, take vacation rental listings, and they will take them from um, some real estate listings and then alter them just a little bit or enough to show that there's a lower price. And those things that's really eye-catching for you. They'll have the shady rental sites. And also they will, again, ask you to pay for all of this outside of the you know the normal app, that they, which is one they would use as a scammer. Sure. So what you're saying that is uh, if I try to get a convertible for a rental and it's only $10, it's probably not a good deal. Probably not a good deal. You may get a little bit more um, than you ask for. That's right. <laughs> that That's way. right. Yeah, rent, uh, yeah. Convertibles are cool, but not all the time. And not all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you want to be yeah. safe when you're traveling. I mean, obviously, now is the summertime to travel and for everybody going on their family vacations, and it's more important now than ever before. What else is going on with the AARP? What can people find with some of the virtual classes that you have, some of the seminars and webinars? What's going on with you guys? Yeah, we have a lot going on. I do just want to say also that to warn uh, our listeners to be aware of all of these uh, scammers and really search and be sure that that's what they were, you know, they have a good site and not the scammers. But I want to tell you yeah. also that the Andrews Award uh, has been, uh, nominations have been extended to uh, August 1st. 
And so uh, we want people to go to www.aarp.org slash Andrus Awards, and you click on the, uh, once you do that and you want to submit a nomination, go to Kansas and click on there, and you're able to submit a nominee for that. And that deadline has been extended. And then we also have an awesome concert that's coming up this Friday night. It'll be some cool um, music with the country twist to it, and that's out on, on our AARP.org. Uh, org slash Kansas and our Facebook page at 6.30. Oh, I love it. Uh, fun ways to be able to entertain yourself to wrap up the week. Yes, for sure. I love it. One more time, how can people reach out to you guys for the Fraud Watch Network for the other stuff that you guys are working on, both online and on the Facebook? Absolutely. If they're um, for the Fraud, fraud Watch, be sure to, uh, call, to go to our helpline, which is 877-908-3360. Um, or you can always Report these to your Kansas uh, Attorney a General Office. Fantastic. AARP.org slash KS for the state of Kansas. Be able to see all yes. the great events they have going on and fi- find them and follow them on their social media as well. Glenda, we always appreciate it. Always good to talk with you. Let's do it again next week. We will. You take care. This is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier on the Big Talker KQAM. Hour number two already. Boy, it flies right on by. We are the fastest two hours of local talk radio. We're about the only conservative local talk radio in the area and the largest market all over the state of Kansas. We're all over the place. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today here on Wichita's Big Talker, 1480 KQAM, 316-721-8255, 316-721-TALK. If you want to join into the program, we'd love to hear from you. Had a great show already. Phil Martinez of Phil's Coins last hour, Automobilia, that car show coming up at 4 p.m. this afternoon as well. But I don't want to waste any time because there are big things happening in the state of Kansas. There are things going on. Obviously, we are. can you imagine we are less than a month away from election, uh, primary election season here in Kansas. Are you ready for it? Are you ready? Because I don't know that you are. (laughs) So over the next few weeks, we'll be talking with as many candidates as we possibly can, getting geared up for that primary election. And on the line with us here, let's get into election season just a little bit, a little bit. It's time to meet the candidate. The government works for us, not the other way around. Elections 2022. Elections 2022. And not necessarily a candidate, but maybe just an informational bit on what's going to be on the ballot coming up in August. Plus, uh, some other things. Obviously, the big news, and you heard with the top of the hour news about the ongoing protests, just the absolute vile, angry hatred that's going on from the other side of the aisle because of the repealing of Roe v. Wade at the federal level from the Supreme Court, bringing it back down to the statewide levels, which means, hey, if they would actually stop getting angry and just think things rationally through, that you could have a louder voice at the statewide level to make policy favorable to the way you want them to. Because the Supreme Court essentially just came out and said, hey, we're not going to judge on abortion one way, either pro or against. We're just, we don't have a say. States, figure it out. And they don't like that because they realize that they're in the minority and they're not doing well in the polls, so they have to try and force it down our throats. To talk about some of this and more, it has been way too long since I have had these uh, individuals on the program, and this uh, next guest on the program is she is the Director of Government Relations for Kansans for Life, Jean Godden with us here. Jean, how are you, my friend? 
I'm well, thank you, Andy. Yeah, it is really good to talk with you. It has been way too long since we've chatted. And uh, before we even get into the bill and what's coming up in August, it was just a crazy legislative session this year as well, wasn't it? Uh, absolutely. Um, lots to watch. And that's pretty much what we, we as Kansans for Life did was just kind of keep an eye on things because um, we had that 2019 state Supreme Court ruling that pretty much uh, made it impossible for us to do anything yeah. at the state house this year. And I think we'll probably go into that a little bit. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, it really we're the perfect example, which we have been kind of the beacon of example when it comes to election laws and other issues as well nationwide with the state of Kansas and what we do. But this is really the perfect opportunity, as I just mentioned, with the Supreme Court repealing Roe v. Wade, moving things back down to the state levels. This is where our activism comes into play to set policy the way we want to. And we're doing that when the Supreme Court of Kansas comes out and says that abortion is constitutionally protected and that any type of restriction or regulation on there is against the Constitution. We know that's not true. So what are we doing? We're putting an initiative on a ballot that says, no, that's not true. We're going to make it a constitutional law saying that we can put restrictions on there. This is not banning abortion uh, in the state. This is only a saying that the restrictions that we have on the abortion industry are allowed to be there. I mean, are we summing up this, this up properly? That's exactly right. Um, and the only thing that value them both bans is taxpayer funding of abortion, and that is it. It just restores our Constitution back to the way it was before. That court radically changed it in 2019 and allows those uh, reasonable regulations that Kansan support to be enforced uh, and continue to protect women and babies. Yeah. Talk about the history of what led up to that Supreme Court decision. I know that uh, under Governor Sam Brownback in previous administrations that we've uh, fought for these issues. We fought to try and limit and and uh, and try and regulate abortions in the state of Kansas. But what led up to that decision from the Supreme Court? And then we can kind of talk about how this bill came about. Uh, well, in 2015, the legislature, with very strong support, passed a ban on live dismemberment abortions. And those take place around 15 weeks of development when the unborn child is fully formed and capable of feeling pain. So Kansan said, you know, that's not a value here in Kansas for us to be dismembering these unborn children. Uh, unfortunately, the abortion industry, as they do, uh, went ahead and sued that law, claiming that our state constitution has a right to abortion in it. And unfortunately, the judges, both um, at the district level and at the appellate court level, agreed with the abortion industry that there's a right to abortion in our Kansas Constitution. So, of course, it went up to the state Supreme Court, and that is where we got that 2019 ruling that not only is there a right to abortion in our Kansas Constitution, it is so fundamental that any limits placed on abortion are presumed unconstitutional, essentially making them unenforceable. <laughs> and that's how we got to where we are. <laughs> yep. I, I, I don't understand how so, they can say um, that it's protected. I mean, I, when they wrote the Kansas Constitution, I'm pretty sure they weren't doing live dismemberment of abortions like that. That doesn't mean, make any sense to me how that's protected. Well, they, they found it um, in the Bill of Rights under life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And, and they really had to misinterpret totally uh, not only the Kansas Constitution, 
Um, but common law, just our history here in the state of being a free state, not a slave state. We don't believe that people should own other people. Yeah. And um, so they did. They just totally misinterpreted it. And it's such a radical decision that um, the, the, all of the limits that Kansan support, um, over 20 different regulations on the abortion industry are now unenforceable unless we pass value them both. Wow. Talk about the process of making this bill and how long it's it's taken to get this one up and going. Because after that decision, I know you guys have been working really hard to craft this, and obviously it's been a couple of years to be able to get this on the ballot. But putting up a constitutional amendment to overturn a U.S. Supreme Court decision and getting support and enough support to get it on a ballot and get people to vote on it, this has been a process. Talk about what you guys have been through. Well, it is a very daunting process. Um, and so we did first attempt to pass this in 2020. And unfortunately, we fell uh, four votes short in the House. But then we had a wonderful election where the people of Kansas said, you know, we're going to put people in office who will pass value than both and give us our voice back on the abortion issue. And so the next year, 2021, uh, this was able to pass both the House and the Senate with two-thirds majority, wow. which is what was needed um, to be able to place it on the ballot. And that's why it was placed on the ballot for August of this year. In just about three weeks away, it, the most important vote for folks in the state of Kansas, I think, historically. Yeah, I really agree. Now, the the media obviously it's a it's an election season the the mudslinging on all sides but the side going after you guys and going after this value them both bill there's been a lot of weird misinformation going on out there which is going on at the federal level as well where they're just saying that you know now we live in the handmaid's tale and that we're just enslaving women and bringing them back to the 1930s or something weird or to the mid 1800s which i think is hilarious comparison because that makes zero sense in any way shape or form but they're trying to go after this bill with the value them both uh, as well with really interesting attack ads, but talk about some of the attacks that you guys have had and the accusations of what this bill is and what it is not. Absolutely. Well, we know that liberals like those in the Biden administration and even Senator Elizabeth Warren, they're working so hard to keep Kansas a destination for extreme abortions. And so they're coming out with just the most um, outrageous lies about value than both. Uh, folks are contacting us to find out for sure. Does this affect life of the mother situation? Does this affect when the unborn child has died in the womb as a result of a miscarriage? Um, because the abortion industry wants to make this uh, value them both about anything other than live dismemberment abortions paid for with taxpayer dollars. So the answers, of course, to their lies are that absolutely not value them both does not affect in any way. Um, treatment for women who have life-threatening um, conditions, such as an ectopic pregnancy. Every single Kansas abortion law includes protections for the life of the mother situation. And in law, that's what matters here, folks, so that um, you know, abortionists need to know what they're, uh, what they're being regulated on. Every Kansas abortion law has a definition that precludes any treatment of miscarriage. So treating a woman whose unborn child has died in the womb from natural causes, that's treatment and that is perfectly legal, is not considered an abortion um, under Kansas law. So we are just trying to educate folks 
as to what value them both does. It simply reverses our state Supreme Court's outrageous ruling, returns our state constitution back to the way it was, and allows us to have a voice, as we've had for decades, to be able to enact reasonable regulations on this industry. The weird part about this as well, at the federal level yesterday, the Biden administration signed an executive order trying to protect some of these things. But what they tried to protect were things that the Supreme Court did not overrule in the reversal and really had nothing to do with what we're discussing at statewide levels across the board. Because what they were saying was that they were that there's somehow an attack on even contraceptives and the, the different contraceptive pills and um and birth control pills that everybody understands helps with hormones for women, whether they're pregnant or not pregnant, not just about not getting pregnant. But we're not having that type of discussion. That's not what these bills are about. That's not what the value them both bill is all about. It's not about trying to stop contraceptive. It's not about trying to stop birth control. Is this just a misinformation on their part with an agenda? Is it just their lack of understanding? Why do you think they're going at such a radical level saying that uh, if this stuff passes, then women aren't even going to be able to get contraceptives? Because that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, It is definitely a concerted effort. It is by the abortion industry to confuse voters and, and to spread fear that something like birth control may be effective. But absolutely not. Once again, in Kansas law, there is a definition of abortion, and it does not include birth control pills, fertility treatments, those types of things. <laughs> so it, it, or even in vitro fertilization, none of that yeah. um, it, it is included in the definition of abortion. So it's a fear tactic, but because they want Kansas, the abortion industry wants Kansas to be a destination state for abortion, and it's already becoming that. We've seen an increase since that 2019 ruling by the state Supreme Court, we've seen a 13% increase in the numbers of abortions in Kansas. We have seen a 16% increase in the number of women coming from other states to Kansas to have abortions, and a 17% increase in the number of brutal, painful, live dismemberment abortions. But that's what the abortion industry wants. That is their strategy, their agenda. Well, that's their moneymaker when they were able to do some of that stuff. We're talking with Jean Godden. She's the Director of Government Relations for Kansans for Life. You can visit them online at kfl.org and see some more information as well about this value than both. Bill, Jean, when did we get to the point to where we are promoting live dismemberment of, of babies in the womb? I mean, we got to the point where even on the East Coast with Virginia or New Jersey or whatever, I think it was Virginia where they came out and they were talking about even having the abortion at the time of delivery, all the way up to delivery time, where you just, the governor was talking about setting the baby over on the side and having a conversation and deciding what we're going to do. I mean, we've gotten to the point to where it's a fully developed human being, and then we're talking about just aborting it and dismembering it and killing it. I mean, I know that we this is a, a, a touchy subject for a lot of individuals, but I would assume for the vast amount of the population, that's a little extreme for individuals. That's absolutely right. The Associated Press polls show that 91% of people in America support limits in the third trimester, at least. And, and a lesser number support even earlier than that. But still, a, a large majority support um, limits on the abortion industry. The only ones who do not want limits on the abortion industry are the abortion industry. And might I add, the opposition to value them both, this Kansans for Constitutional Freedom, is being run out of an abortion clinic in Overland Park. So 
the only thing they are trying to protect is their profits. We know they're already trying to open another abortion facility in Kansas City, Kansas, and the abortion facility in Wichita is hoping to expand. When the abortion industry itself, through the Allen Guttmacher Institute, is predicting over a 1,300% increase in the number of women coming to Kansas for abortions, if value them both does not pass, we're looking at 50 to 100,000 abortions a year. And if we do not pass value of the both, we will be paying for those with our hard-earned dollars because that ban on taxpayer funding is presumed unconstitutional and will be unenforceable unless we pass value of them both. It's a huge issue. And I tell you what, I mean, again, we were talking a little bit off the air. I am, I, I hate to say I'm overly optimistic going into an election because like you said, I mean, we need to work like we're behind on these issues. But I got to tell you, even driving in, in the city of Wichita, I see signs all over the place. I see the big banners all over the place. I mean, I think this is uh, very optimistic to me going into an election with how people are aware of this issue and how many people are wanting to support this. Uh, last minute or so before we got to let you go, Gene Godden, the uh, Director of Government Relations for Kansans for Life. But talk about the legislative sessions while outside of this. Was this about the main focal point this year? Did you guys work on some other stuff? And when the, I'm going to say this in an optimistic way. When this passes, what is the next step for Kansans for Life? Well, that's a, that's a great question. And people are asking. Um, and because every single one of these limits on the abortion industry was passed with bipartisan support, that is, people on both sides of the aisle supported these reasonable regulations. Um, what the legislature will be doing when Value Them Both passes is to restore that ban on live dismemberment abortions. And they will also make sure that abortion facilities um, have government oversight, that there are basic health and safety standards, licensing, inspection of these abortion facilities, because they've proven they cannot police themselves. And, and, and their need, there need to be standards set for these facilities in, in order to protect women and babies. Sure. It's a big process, but one step at a time. And the biggest step that we're seeing right now is what's going to be at the voting booth when individuals show up on August 2nd for the election. Again, I'm optimistic, but we need to work like we're 10 points behind us. Gene Godden, the Director of Government Relations for Kansans for Life. Gene, it is so good to talk to you again. I uh, I need to get you back on more frequently than what we have been because there's some important stuff going on. But I appreciate your time very much. And uh, let's talk again here real soon and get another update from you. That sounds great. Thanks so much, Andy. Hey, yeah, always a pleasure. We love chatting with you. That's Gene Gaughan again there. Big stuff, big election, and that's going to be a big issue for sure, not just the candidate-wise, but also issue-wise. And I'm telling you, people are going to be showing up in the groves, I think. Always eternally optimistic. That's what we're all about. All right, we'll take a break. Open up lines to you for the last half hour of the program. we got a lot more to get to. We'll talk about some of the candidates on the campaign trail. We'll talk about the initiative in the city of Wichita. Are you going to turn in your gas motor lawnmower in order for you to do an electric one to try and save the environment <laughs> okay good luck with that we'll talk about some of that and more when we come back here on a saturday here for kansas talk on wichita's big talker kqam stay here
All right, 28 minutes past the hour. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Saturday morning. Thanks again to Jean Gauden. She is the Director of Government Relations for Kansans for Life. Pleasure chatting with her. Uh, not just about the issue, but about the legislative session, about the process of how this is done, all the work that's gone into something like this, and then what's actually factual and what's not factual regarding the value of them both. Bill, very interesting stuff. I did find it weird, again, like Joe Biden coming out yesterday signing an executive order, which uh, I don't know what he's trying to do because executive orders don't override Supreme Court decisions. I'm just throwing it out there. You don't do that. That's not how the government system works. We have a three-government branch system, the executive, the legislative, the judicial. The judicial, the Supreme Court, came out with their opinion on what is constitutional, what is not constitutional. You don't override that. By a single individual, by signing a piece of paper with an executive order and thinking that you can override the Supreme Court, it doesn't work that way, for one. And if you do believe it's that way, then you really belong to a nice tyrannical system there where just, you know, the Lord, the King, is able to just make the decision for you and all hail the King. Yeah, we don't live in a society like that. We kick their butts and... Revolutionary War back in the day, and we celebrated that holiday just a week ago. So, sorry, not going to fly with us. The second part of that was that they completely missed the point by just reinforcing things that had nothing to do with the actual abortion issue by returning it to the states, by protecting contraceptives and birth control. That's not even part of the conversation here. No one's talking about getting rid of birth control. No one's getting rid of contraceptives. No one's getting rid of those issues but yet that was the protection joe biden signed yesterday while by the way at the same time not being able to say the words accurately or just reading the teleprompter insanely we'll do some of that when we come back plus i want to get your thoughts on the city of wichita lawnmowers being turned in if they have a gas engine on them because we want to save the environment it's 100 degrees outside you want to push the nice little old school rotary one yeah, we'll talk about that when we come back here. Open lines to you for the last half hour of the program right here on Candace Talk on Wichita's Big Talker. KQAM, stay here. Now back to Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier. On the Big Talker, KQAM. Darn right, Wichita's Big Talker, 1480 KQAM. Welcome back into the program. Last half hour on the home stretch, baby. And it's open lines to you, free for all, whatever you want to talk about at 316-721-8255, 316-721-TALK. You can jump in and talk about anything bothering you. I am your political therapist. We sit down and therify you, make you feel better about the world, although it is a very difficult thing to do. In today's times, welcome in 316-721-8255. Uh, real quickly, let's talk about some election things before we shift gears here back to the local front again. It's time to meet the candidate. The government works for us, not the other way around. Elections 2022. Elections 2022. So there's been some endorsements being thrown around out for some of these statewide races, as according to the Topeka Capital Journal, that the uh, Kansas State Troopers Association law enforcement has officially thrown their endorsement and support behind Derek Schmidt for governor on the Republican side. Now, it's surprising and not surprising all at the same time. It's not surprising because majoritively law enforcement supports Republicans because Democrats are kind of anarchists and they've been promoting the whole defund the police and the Black Lives Matter movements that pretty much destroy cities. <laughs> so there is number one. Number two, it is a little surprising because they did throw their support behind Laura Kelly in the last election over Chris Kobach. So uh, kind of an interesting twist there. But going back to the Republican side, endorsing Derek Schmidt for governor officially, is that going to help out? I think so. 
again, we need to work like we're 10 points behind, but I am optimistic not just about one race or the value them both bill or anything else. I am overly optimistic about just Republicans in general. Let me tell you, progressives in the state of Kansas, you are outnumbered and you are in the vast minority and you are extremely unpopular. That's not a knock. That's not trying to be the crazy radical, just a shock jock radio host on the air. It's just saying how you you know your policies stink, which I mean, you can come to that conclusion on your own. But uh, I'm here to say that you are extremely unpopular right now. And if you want the Democrat Party to be somewhat strong again, you got to start coming back to some rationale. Got to start coming back to some reason, some common sense, and working alongside others instead of going to this radical left wing progressive mindset. You have to support the value them both bill. Because it doesn't end abortion, it just ends late-term abortions, and it protects restrictions on the abortion industry, unlike what the Kansas Supreme Court did, which I'd remind everybody, that's what local activism does. It took us two years, it took Kansans for life two years, to be able to put this bill together and to get the three-fourths majority passed in, in the legislature to get a constitutional amendment on the ballot for us as the people to vote on in the state. But by golly, we did it because the Supreme Court stepped out of touch with the average Kansan. They made a ruling that was not uh, popular or that was supported by the vast majority of the population, meaning while we have a strong conservative Republican legislature, while we need to have a conservative Republican governor, and we used to, and we're going to get one again, we have a Supreme Court that's just out in la-la land doing their own damn thing, and it doesn't make any sense. So they made a bad ruling, and we're going to correct it. Joe Biden, if you don't like the ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court, then you need a constitutional law with passing two-thirds majority in Congress and then being able to sign something to make it constitutional law. That's what you have to do. Signing an executive order does not do anything. And oh, by the way, can you please, for the love of God, just actually like understand what you're saying when you read a teleprompter? It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who registered to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. <laughs> Women are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not and or. End of quote. Repeat the line. Not only does he just read the teleprompter without understanding what he's actually saying, he says it with such enthusiasm. He doesn't go back and correct it. He doesn't apologize for like, oh, I shouldn't have read that part. No, he just continues to read it. End of quote. Repeat the line. Such enthusiasm by reading. This is a Ron Burgundy moment. I really hope one of these days, before he's on the way out, someone needs to include something into the teleprompter that is explicit that just makes him look like a complete fool. But I'm sure that they have the highest paid teleprompter script at readers and writers in order to make sure that doesn't happen. And I mean, they make the cue cards as well. Sit down, breathe, don't say anything, shake the hand of the fake person next to you that's not really there. <laughs> I'm telling you, elder abuse at its finest, and that is the leader of the free world. No wonder why the world's in shambles right now. The strongest nation on the face of the earth has zero uh, actual leadership right now. Kamala Harris is being looked at, according to NBC polls right now. They're looking at Kamala Harris because she's the one that can actually articulate the issues and communicate them way better than Joe Biden. No, she can't, and she doesn't know what she's talking about either, and she's got worse approval ratings than Joe Biden which is why they're going after Gavin Newsom and Hillary Clinton now to run for president in 2024. The Democrat Party's in shambles, and the state Democrat Party here in Kansas, if you have any chance of survival, it's time for you guys to start making and treading your own ground and going a different direction outside of 
this liberal socialist crazy policies of just elites wanting to dominate everything. Let's go to the phones. Open lines to you at 316-721-8255. Line number one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, comrade. It's comrade Sean. Mr. Sean, what's happening, sir? How we doing? I done think it, buddy. Well, first of all, first of all, just let me say that I just got up about 10 minutes ago. Wow. But I was up until... Boy, you slept in late today. Well, I was up until 6 this morning. I got stuck watching movies on Tubi. I saw all three <laughs> Matrix movies again. <laughs> and, and then I was watching a movie with Denzel Washington and Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds called The Safe House. I, I seen that years ago. It was one hell of a great movie. I fell asleep during the movie, though, and when I woke up, there was only 30 minutes left, and it's 6 o'clock, and I said, crap, man, I'm going to miss Andy Hoosier's show probably, but I got to get a little shut-eye. Got to get a little shut-eye. Boy, I tell you what, watching the Matrix movie at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, that's got to be uh, an interesting way to enjoy the night because the Matrix is already kind of an awesomely messed up movie. To watch that in the middle of the night when you're half delirious, I'm sure that that was entertaining as heck. Oh, yeah, I loved it. I just <laughs> wish I had Something bigger than a, you know, an iPhone 11 to watch it on, but, you know. That's how you're watching so your movies is through an iPhone? Well, yeah, I got the Tubi app, which uh, is free. Well, it's, if, you don't, if you have a smart TV, they have the Tubi app right there on the TV for you as well. Well, I got an eight-year-old uh, Samsung uh, uh, 1080p, uh, I get a smart TV. I guess I could find a cord. Well, you could find the cord too. Nah, see, we have now, we got ours last year because ours died. We had to get the smart TV. But I tell you what, man, this smart TV that we have, it has every app on it. It's like the computer where you literally just click on the app and it connects to the internet on the TV and then you just watch everything you want. Now, I know the government's watching me through it and there is a little camera on it, which is kind of concerning. So we've kind of taped over that thing. But uh, that, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a cool little smart TV that connects right to the internet. And you have Tubi and you have, uh, you know, Peacock or you have netflix or whatever you like to watch on there and all the apps are just right there on the tv for you yeah I, you know i don't care for the government you know uh watching me romance the old lady you know that's <laughs> that's just not right <laughs> well you got to give them a show somehow their lives are pretty dull and boring so why not yeah. Oh, yeah. See, see I try to I try to I try to test the theory on what kind of advertisements I'm going to get by sitting there and eating cheese. Now it's I and I've told you this before. I mean I eat relatively healthy and I'm on this kind of health kick, but then I sit in front of the TV and I'll eat a bag of Doritos or a bag of Cheetos just to see if I start getting advertisements for that type of stuff, knowing that I don't normally eat those things to see what they try to advertise to me. Uh, wow. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I really wanted to let you know that I done seen it. Okay. I saw Top Gun Maverick. Oh, you Two did. Years. You did. All right. Well, yeah. everybody's been raving about it. So, uh, what is your scale on the number of uh, fighter jets? What's your scale on a one to five scale there? Well, <clears throat> the F eighteen is an old fighter by now. It dates back to the at least the late seventies. Uh, McDonnell Douglas wanted to. Uh, uh, Tell them to the Air Force, but the Air Force took the F-16 instead. And the uh, version that's flying today, the most numerous version, because all the others are uh, obsolete and retired and whatnot, is the uh, is the uh, F-8 the F-18E okay. Super Hornet. Came out in '99, and they are uh, 20% larger than the original, with a couple of additional hard points on the uh, wings, so carry Ooh. more ordnance. 
drop tanks. Nice but and flashy, not, it, yeah. Yeah, the fastest it can fly is 1,090 miles an hour. And my favorite aircraft back when I was in the military was the, uh, when I still had them, was the F-14 Tomcat. The world's second best, second fastest fighter at 1,550 miles an hour. And that's what they used in the first movie. Okay. So they should bring it back because it was the only aircraft that we had that uh, which was built. Interesting. Carry the uh, Phoenix anti-aircraft missile. That's not the other way around. The Phoenix was our best, longest range, most advanced anti-aircraft missile. You could bring down bogeys from uh, 100 miles away. They never knew what hit them. Interesting. So, All right. Very good. All right. Well, yeah. real quick, and we have some other calls I want to get to here, but your thoughts on the movie. Was it a good movie? Is it worth watching? I'm a, I want to go see it again, except this time uh, it wasn't it wasn't in IMAX, but I saw it in ScreenX. Okay. Nothing to brag about, dude. I mean, it's okay, but I'm, I'll wait for the technology to improve because all it is is old flight simulator technology used in the military and by uh, airline. Interesting. Uh, all right. So, yeah. That is that is good to know. That is good to know. I appreciate that, Sean. And uh, and uh, try and get some rest. Try and get some sleep today. Holy cow! Staying up till staying up overnight. Now, look, I love the Matrix movies. They're putting them, uh, they're probably some of my favorite movies. And they're not just a movie. They're kind of an eye opener on the uh, if you want to go into the philosophical or religious side of things as well. I find that quite fascinating to think about it that way. But to watch those at two three o'clock in the morning when you're half delirious and you're thinking about uh, living in a matrix and breaking out of the system, poof. I tell you what, kudos to you for that one. So I, I do want to watch the uh, the Maverick. I do want to see to the new Top Gun. I don't know if I will watch it anytime soon or not, but I am intrigued. I am intrigued. There are a few movies that I actually do want to see here soon. I do want to see Top Gun. I honestly want to see the new Jurassic Park as well. I know it's kind of silly, and I watched the first one as a kid, but the fact that they have the original cast back kind of intrigues me. At least most of the original cast. So that'll be a fun one as well. 316-721-8255, 316-721-TALK. Go back to the phones here. Line at number two. Good morning. Is this? Oh, I guess you're gone. All right. Give us a call back. We want to hear from you. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get your thoughts on some issues and more. We'll wrap up talking about some more elections. Plus, the city of Wichita, I got to get your thoughts. Are you willing to turn in your lawnmower, your push motor, or your riding motor lawnmower for the environmental purpose to go back to an electric one to plug in with an extension cord or to walk around with the whole, like, you know, just the, the thing that spins around and just cuts it up as you push it. Are you willing to trade that in to save the environment here in Wichita? I'm curious. <laughs> I don't know how many people are willing to do that or not, but we'll talk about that when we come back here. It's Candace Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker KQAM. Stay here. Last couple of minutes here of the show. Thanks for hanging out on Candace Talk, as always, here on Saturday mornings. The weekend with Michael Brown right around the corner here on KQAM as well. Make sure to stay tuned in for that. Also, make sure to check out our national broadcast of the Voice of Reason every day at 4 p.m. Monday through Friday right here on the flagship station. Yes, Wichita, Candace is the flagship to a national radio broadcast, and it's right here with yours truly. And we always appreciate you guys hanging out with us on that one as well. Open lines at 316-721-8255, 316-721-TALK. Let's go right to it here on line at number three. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? 
Um, very well, and you? Yeah, we are living the dream. What's on your mind this morning? Um, with, re- with regard to the abortion issue, I've yes. seen signs in the yard. Some say vote yes, some say vote no. And um, and it's very confusing. I've talked to several people about it, and they're as confused. So what does the vote yes and vote no mean? Okay, so the vote yes, vote no. So there is the bill. Uh, after the decision from the Kansas Supreme Court back in 2019, that said all of the restrictions that the legislature had put on the abortion industry on when you can have an abortion, uh, it's a, a, how developed the baby needs to be to have an abortion, the criteria in order for you to be allowed to have an abortion. There were restrictions that the legislature had put on that industry. And the Kansas Supreme Court back in 2019 came out and said, no, you cannot put restrictions on these. It is a, constitu- a constitutionally protected thing to have an abortion in the state. So Kansans for Life, along with many Republicans across the state, have proposed a bill called the Value Them Both Bill. And what it says is it does not ban abortion in the state, but it reverses the Supreme Court's decision and says that abortion is not a constitutionally protected uh, issue in the state and that we can have restrictions on it, not banning it, but we can have restrictions on it. So the Value Them Both Bill that's going to be on our ballot is a constitutional amendment saying that uh, saying that we are allowed to have restrictions on how abortions are done in the state. So the vote yes, vote no means either if you vote yes for the bill, then you vote to put this into the Constitution that protects the restrictions and limits the amount of abortions in the state. If you vote no, then it essentially says that we're siding with the Constitu- with the Supreme Court saying that there should not be any restrictions on abortion within the state of Kansas. I just don't know why they couldn't say vote yes for abortion, vote no. Uh, well, you yeah, know, for, uh, correct. Now, to make it make it plain and clear. Exactly, exactly. Now, if you want the restrictions on abortion and you want to be able to limit how the abortions are done for, let's say, late-term abortions, or if you want to stop that sort of thing, then you want to vote yes on the bill. Uh, because you want the bill to pass. So if you want limitations on abortion, then you want to vote yes. If you don't want limitations and you want to be free reign, that's when you're going to vote no. Because if if you want if you want the restrictions on abortion, then you want that bill to pass. I hope. Well, you know, <laughs> Oklahoma makes the most sense with Governor Stitt. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's black or white. Sure. Yeah, and he's done very well. And we just had actually Governor Kevin sit on the program two weeks ago. As soon as the abortion, I heard him. yeah, as soon as he, I, I heard him, and I certainly support him. Yeah, he's he's a <laughs> wonderful fact, individual. I'm ready to move to Oklahoma. <laughs> he is he is a great individual. We love Governor uh, Governor Kevin Stitt. And yeah, he's a good friend of this show here as well. But yeah, I mean Oklahoma's working to just just completely say no. You don't want to do that. If you want an abortion, you have to leave and go to another state to do that. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I I'm I think. This is just me speaking out loud that I'm not speaking for Kansans for Life or anybody else. But if this bill does pass and we're able to restrict abortion in the state, that will probably be the next step that we work towards. We have to do it in increments and work on it in steps. And this is the first step for that. So if that's the way that you believe, then you want to vote yes on this bill. So that way they can start working on the next uh, limitations on abortion in Kansas. Well, 
Thanks so much, and have a great weekend. Well, thank you. You as well, and I appreciate calling in very much, and hopefully that helps clears up that issue on the abortion. Because you're right. I mean, uh, the vote yes, vote no, a lot of people that don't know what that is. Hey, what does vote yes mean? What are we voting yes on? Hey, it's going to be a party. Don't worry. Just vote yes. Yeah, so vote yes, vote no. If you want the limitations on the abortion, if you want the constitutional amendment that protects the restrictions and limitations on abortion, then you want to vote yes because that would allow that to be part of the U.S. Con- or the Kansas Constitution to override the Supreme Court that said that it was protected and we shouldn't have any restrictions on that. The crazy part about it is is that most of the abortion clinics in the state, and this was kind of an off-air conversation I've had with a few individuals from both Kansans for Life and elected officials, that most Democrats and most individuals on the other side of the aisle also agree with the restrictions. They don't want an abortion being done in eight, nine months going into uh, where they're about ready to actually go into labor. They don't want that. They want the restrictions on there. So most of them behind the scenes even agree with this bill in voting yes with the value them both bill. They just can't openly say that because the Democrat Party's got so much pressure on them to try and protect abortion. And now that this is being such a major national issue that they don't they can't come out and actually say that, which is kind of sad. Like, let's get along here. Let's come together and let's actually agree on some things of, hey, let's not go so radical that we're looking at like the state of Virginia where we're going into labor. And by the way, I don't want the baby. And then we have a discussion about dismembering a baby. That's that's insane. We don't want to do that. Let's come together. and Let's have some rational conversation. Then we can start to get along. And then we could find out ways to actually make the state better. One step at a time. But I appreciate the call very, very much. Have a wonderful weekend. And we always appreciate it. That does it for us today. Back at it next week from 9 to 11 right here on Kansas Talk. We'll have some more guests get ready for election season, talking to more candidates. Also, make sure to check out our program at 4 p.m. Monday through Friday on The Voice of Reason. Until then, have a great weekend. We will see you on the radio. Try and stay cool out there.